Well, good evening, everyone, or morning, or afternoon, or whatever the hell you listen to this. It's the Movie Dummies Podcast, the stripped-down version oh. of the podcast where dummies talk about movies they watched. I am Joe, and with me this week is Shannon. Hey! And that's it, just the two of us. Just me. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Right? Of course we can. <laughs> I'm not breaking out in tune. Oh, okay. Just me. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> My bad, guys. Sorry about that. Um, so everyone else is uh, busy. Life happens. You know how it is. And we are just going to talk about basically one thing. We're not going to waste a whole lot of time. Nope. Or maybe we will. We're not into it yet. We haven't uh, structured our discussion at all. Nothing. So we're just going to kind of wing it because we have been watching over this weekend uh, the first four episodes. Six. I six episodes. Six. Of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season four. Whoa. Finally. It's, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it started very unexpectedly because you were just assuming you remembered where it left off. And they don't do one of those great little summaries, like recap of what happened in season three. And that's a a big bummer because... Shows like this need this just to recall what's going on. You're not watching these, you know, what, in a row? It's not like I have time to just, you know, go through season one, two, and three and pick up season four right after. Right? Yeah, so it's been three years. Since season three? Well, two, two and a half. December 6th. Woo! 2019. The entirety of season three dropped. Um, and this is now February of 2022. So it's really two years and change. Huh. I didn't even back. notice. So uh, it was done pre-COVID. And now season four was done during. Yeah, that must have been it. They just halted production when COVID was at its worst. Mm. Um, there's two episodes remaining in this season. And they have seemingly a lot of ground to cover. Uh, Midge Maisel's journey has been pretty wild so far. Yeah. Um, what do you mean, wild? I mean, if you're talking about season one, Midge, and I know that many other podcasts are devoted just to this show, so we're not going to be as good as them. Uh, she was a put-upon housewife who was funnier than her husband. Mm. And when it came time... She just got fed up with her life as it was. She went up on stage and found that she loved comedy and she loved doing comedy. So she becomes a stand up comedian and antics ensue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she divorces her husband. Well, it seemed like she had the perfect life, really. Well, not really. Well, she's married. She lives in a fantastic apartment. She was pretty much taken care of. It didn't seem like she had any bills. It looked like she was wearing the finest things. But she wasn't happy. She was making a brisket, for goodness sake. But she wasn't happy. So she didn't have a great life. I mean, she was taken care of. It just seems like she seemed like she had it all. But of course, yes. She didn't. Right. She's a good fake it. For sure. Okay. So... Are you, were you recapping season one? No, I'm just talking about the way the show began. Oh, and, and where like it is. Season two was about 
the Sophie Lennon thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sophie Lennon. Fucking Jane Lynch is so good on this show, guys. Uh, she takes season four. She does. She so far she's just crushing it. I mean, every time she's on screen, she's hilarious because she's such an asshole. <laughs> she's it's such hilarious, an bitch. What she does. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so funny. And you love but hate what is happening. Yeah. Like, she's just a great character on the show. And the the fact that Abe and Rose love her <laughs> and think she's hilarious and that Midge isn't, that's, it's really funny. It adds a lot of tension that, that's quite funny. I'm glad they went that direction. And I know I have nothing against, what, Amy, what's her last name? Who? Sherlyn. The writer? Yes. The creator of the show? Amy Sherman Palladino. Yes, Amy Sherlyn Palladino. And her husband Daniel, I believe. Because it seems like she pulls a lot from Gilmore Girls, her past show, which was very successful. But she pulls a lot of actors and actresses into this mix, which is she fine. She's stable, right? The people yeah. that like working for her. But I'm glad to know and to see Jane Lynch just killing it. Well, Jane Lynch is great. She is, and she was not on Gilmore Girls, right? No, not that I remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Goodness, it's been a while. But yeah, like just to know where that's going and how it keeps coming back is great. Not only is Midge and Sophie's relationship just phenomenal, but also what's happening with the manager. Yeah. <laughs> So Alex Borstein, who everybody probably knows as Lois Griffin, um, plays, what's her name on the show? Oh, my gosh. I can't recall. Hold on. I'll look it up. Why can't I remember? Susie. Yeah, Susie. Susie Meyerson and Associates. <laughs> and Associates. Uh, she plays her manager, and um, she's having a really good season. She had like some heavy, heavy acting moments in this season. It was great. She She's crushing it. Um. But I think she really, gosh, when do you think she really, she's been strong the whole run of the series. For sure. You know, she came out swinging. I think she finally got her footing in this season. It's like she's finally coming to terms with she can be a great manager. Okay, I I thought you meant as an actress. No, but you're talking about the character of Susie. The character. Yeah, the character of Susie is finally like, things are kind of going well for her. Things are kind of going well for Midge. Which, they were going real well towards the end of last season, too. But what Mm -hmm. happened, she was on tour with this very famous singer named Shy Baldwin. And she was making a ton of money. And she said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And fired. Which, she wasn't even fired. She went... No, she was fired. That's how she starts... Well, this is how we start this season. No, she was fired in the finale of season three. I don't remember that. Yeah, she was left just sitting there going, you're fired, when she was supposed to be getting on the plane. Oh, wow. Reggie fired her. But Ugh. her shit that she said at the Apollo, basically kind of saying that, implying that Shy was gay, because he is, mm-hmm. um, that got everybody fired. Mm, yes, which we band, find out. Reggie, his childhood which, friend. Like everybody. I'm so sorry for spoiling any of this for you, because that just happened in the most recent episode. So spoilers, everybody. Oh yeah. Well, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers coming up. 
because we're going to talk about episodes one through six loosely, and then there's two more left. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting direction that she takes because at first you think that she is not very successful. She moves into oh boy a place of employment that you least expect. And what do they call it back then? Well, she doesn't move in there at the beginning of the the, the season. She decides that she's going to do comedy on her terms. She's not going to do um, go to places where she has to be something that she's not. And Susie is trying to encourage her to get out of basket houses. There's places that aren't serving alcohol. Mm. And to go to larger venues that serve alcohol. People are a little looser with you know, their money mm-hmm. so she can make more money at those types of places. And her travels <laughs> end up taking her to a strip club. I don't think it's where, called that. A burlesque club. Sure. A gentleman's club. I think they called it a titty it's bar. Illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Correct. A jiggle, a jiggle club is what they call it. A jiggle it. club. That's the and correct term. she sees that there's an MC doing comedy and it's hackney shit. And she, she's just like, oh, wait a second. She has like a germ of an idea. Like, I could do this. I could, I could do this. And it's a fantastic moment because you don't really see how she gets this position. It's yeah, you don't ever. You just it's implied that she's going to go after it, and we okay. know the character so well. Mm-hmm. And then once you see her in this spot, you're kind of thinking like, where is she going with this? And you can see that she has some ideas, and she's pushing the limits. She's trying to up her credit places. She's trying to. You know, of course, oh, make yeah. it because she's, she's in debt. Extended to the max. Which you really have to watch closely because a lot of this stuff's implied. It's not just like on screen, you know, telling you that she's massively in debt. There is no sign for that whatsoever. No, she's putting up a pretty good facade other than like little things. And then you kind of see her continue this journey and she's really, you can see it in the manager of the girls slash club who keeps seeing her and it's just slight in these moments yeah you see him quietly pondering why like not understanding why he's jealous of this girl this pretty little girl from the upper west side who has no business in his club she she has no business being there you know she has no business being anywhere and like even when lenny bruce Sees comes. her, sees her. What her home life is like. He's like, this is fucked up. You're not a, like this is not comedy. Like your life isn't comedy. How are you so good? He's like has a nervous breakdown thinking about it. Ooh, which was in the most recent episode too. Right. And I'm really, I love the little like additions of bringing Lenny back. But Lenny did visit her in the club. And yeah. See her. And she crushed it. She does. He had a challenge for her, and she crushed it. And it's little, like, each episode, there's a little change to this club, and then a little bit more. And Yeah, it's through her direction, because she fucking runs the place. It seems like Through it. her direction, the things, like, they go from this sloppy-ass, fucking disgusting place to being, like, classier, like, legit. Like, mm-hmm. the performances are, like, there's numbers now, and, like... There's doors in the dressing yeah, room and good coffee. and Yeah, and people are there in the audience. Yeah, a lot of people, especially girls that are coming to see Midge, Mrs. Maisel, perform. Yeah. 
I also do like the tiny bit of addition of the writer. Let's can we talk about that? The person that constantly has been picking at her and oh, writes yeah. negative things about her. There's a writer for the New York, is it the New York Times or is it I don't know, it's one of the one of, it's one of the papers. And it doesn't you would think it's a guy because of the name. The name, yeah. For sure. Elroy Dunham. Yep. But she finally goes to confront this writer, assuming it's a gentleman. Because, of course, she can talk any gentleman out of anything. Well, no, she just was pissed. (laughs) And it turns out to be a girl. And a girl who has absolutely, like, no qualms about bashing another female in a male-dominated industry to get ahead. And when Midge is like, do you know how hard it is to get ahead? She goes, yeah, that's why I'm writing this bullshit about you. It got me this fancy fucking desk. And it's really funny. Which, it kind of shows the tension not only between Sophie and Midge, but now Midge has tension of which she's creating for this other woman, which is benefiting this other woman, but hurting her. It's kind of like there's this crazy mixture of a maze going on. I was really hoping Elroy Dunham was going to be Abe. Her own father? Her own father. That I think that would have been really, really funny. I don't think he's just that smart enough. Well, no, because he was. he's like, you see during the, throughout the season, he's got this commitment to honesty in his journalism, and he totally trashes someone he knows, a child he saved when he was From younger, when he fell into a lake at their, their place up in the Catskills, oh, no. plucked him out of the water and saved his life, and this kid <laughs> has gone on to... To create a Broadway show, and he absolutely eviscerates it with one song, one song. Just eviscerates over that thing and over. But it's—I don't know. You know the direction that Abe's going in. He seems just very calm and balanced. He seems like he's playing the father role really well. He helps her balance her checkbook. <laughs> you know, he's upset at his wife because they had a a break in their relationship, and she. Was with someone else, his best friend. Which oh, yeah. brings There's, in Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander comes back, which is fun. Yep. He's good on the show. He's good with this writing. He's really good with this writing. He is. Because he's a, he's a song and dance man. He's a Broadway man before he was ever a, a TV comedian. And so, like, this, the pace of the show and the style of the show is really like you're watching a play. And so this is right up his alley. So a lot of people who are like really good at theater work would probably be really good on the show. Hmm. Well, we did also kind of see more into, gosh, Midge's mom. You remember her name? Rose. Rose. Thank you. Rose Rose Wiseman. is a matchmaker now. She's a matchmaker, but we got an introduction in episode five, I think, or was it six, of, six, of yeah. course, Emily Gilmore. Yeah, she's back um, and With- running basically, not running, but uh, a matriarch of this cabal <laughs> of matchmakers in the city. It's and they're, amazing. They used to be at war with each other, <laughs> but they settled a deal where like you stay in your lane, you stay in your district, and no longer shall there be bloodshed. I kind of want to see a prequel show. And this show... These people fucking fighting. I'm so tired and I'm like, no, I'll just keep watching. And I just keep staying awake. But it's nice to have these moments 
these tiny comebacks of characters that I absolutely love and adore. And Emily is one. I know that's not... Oh, you mean like from these Gilmore people? Yes. Yeah. She's a fantastic actress. And she's she's this is a perfect part for her. It was. She's it was perfect. Acerbic. Everybody who was at that table was perfectly cast. It was amazing. Um, so far up to episode six, I'm really, really enjoying the season. Um, being a couple years since season three, it's kind of, it took some getting used to because this show runs at a pace that you don't normally see. <laughs> it's fast and it's a lot of dialogue. It is. You know, it's Amy Sherman Palladino on cocaine. Uh. You know, and then there's <laughs> there's like slower moments when they're just showing the burlesque show for like two minutes. And but they do this, right? It's a great little plot device through these six episodes. At the beginning, they show the burlesque shows and they look like fucking shit. And then as it goes on, they become more and more, more intricate pristine. and more classy and there's yes. sets and backgrounds. Because literally in like the first two episodes, every girl did the same thing. Every single girl yeah. <laughs> had the same dance. They'd come out, they'd build it up, they'd take off their bra, Pants and you'd see boobs and... with pasties on it. Yeah, that's how it ended. Every single time. And they shook their boobs and left. And that was it. Every single time. And then as the season moves on, you've got sets and set design. And this girl's doing acrobatic stuff on like uh, monkey bars. And it's, <laughs> you know... It's fantastic. It's all because of Midge. But I'm not watching it, obviously, for this show. I'm watching for Midge. You're not watching it for the titties? Of course. But we forgot someone very important in the show, which I hope... I know this show is about her, Midge Maisel, but I am enjoying the story of Joel, too. Yeah, Joel, that's a very interesting... The show is so interesting. It's so interesting because her and joel are perfect for each other and it and i'm like what's happening are they coming to bring them back together i can't quite I think it's pride like that makes him unable to go back to her because he would have to play second fiddle to his wife at the thing he always wanted to do mm. and i just don't think that he can do that mm. uh, but he seems very happy with may his new girlfriend and there's drama there oh um well of course there is he's jewish she's chinese yeah what is this, the 50s? Yes. Yeah, you can't bring her home to your parents. He's the funniest scene of them sitting in their apartment, not oh. answering the phone, not <laughs> answering the door. It's super loud. And they're just talking like nothing's happening. Because his mom is crazy trying to set him up with the perfect Jewish girl, which he gets set up with a pregnant Jewish lady who's, what, widowed? Or divorced? So it's I can't late fifties, early sixties. This supposed to be. Oh, yeah. The I, widow, the widow, pregnant lady. I'm so confused at you know how that works, but whatever. I guess if you're married, that's a good thing. If you're not, it's a bad thing. I don't know how that works, but his club's doing really well. Mm -hmm. And he seems to have a good relationships with Susie. Seems like that's kind of been, you know, evened out, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. The show has such good, you know, bones. I don't know where it's going to go. Well, I can tell you the, the names of the episodes for the final two of the season and, and just give you a little spoiler. 
Okay, what's the first one? Uh, episode seven is going to be called Ethan Esther Heim. That's her children. Yep. And Heim? Heim. Like, uh, like Heim. Like, like I what? Don't, I don't know what Heim means. It's a... What does it stand for? The only thing I can think of is Zelda. Well, it's Hebrew. Right. Oh, it life. Oh, life. Okay. Uh-oh. Besides the fact that Joel's girlfriend is expecting? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Or maybe... I don't think Midge is doing anything with anyone. That's not the point. It could be a third child. You're right. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Oh, maybe they're going to name the kid Heim. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then episode eight titled so how do you get to Carnegie hall what yeah so i really have high hopes that this let's call it titty bar is going to turn into something that's not titty bar that's going to turn into an actual business like a club maybe that does shows oh that um, would be great it would be because not only could Maisel perform, she could be the lead show, but she could bring Lenny Bruce. What? Um, what? What? Uh, hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> well, of course, she could try and bring Sophie Lennon, but that was a disaster last episode when Sophie offered her oh, a position gosh, yeah. to start her show, and she promised not to be there, but Sophie could not handle the pressure and Sophie comes out and tries to one up her every single time, and it, it turned into like she was jealous. They were like slapping each other in the face. It, was it really seemed funny. like, oh, it was disturbing to watch. So we've got a list here of some guest stars that are going to be upcoming or whatever, and we've seen Kelly Bishop. Yes, she's the Emily matchmaker. Gilmore. Um, Jason Rath, Ralph, Jason Ralph. It's uh, Rachel Brosh. I don't know how to say it. Braz, Braznahan? Braznahan? Maisel? Yeah, Miss Maisel. It's her actual real-life husband. Uh, oh, We've really? seen John Waters. John Waters was in the one of the most recent episodes. And John he was Waters. fantastic. Was he the The guy rich, in the park. The guy, oh, oh. This yes, is Yes, when too. she was yeah. looking for a certain kind of club. Yeah, it was very funny. And, for Susie. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia is going to be on. What? Yeah. Another one? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about that, even though I'm a Logan girl. Sorry, Jess fans. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Mm. But what else can we say so far about Maisel? So I'm, I'm trying. You told me all this spoiler stuff, and I'm thinking, is there going to be like this tension where she actually meets someone? Is she going to start having a relationship? Probably not. Is what's going to happen? I don't know. It sounds like she's going to go play Carnegie Hall. Is she? Well, that's the joke, right? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. The answer is practice. Mm-hmm. Of course. I, I don't... That's what she is essentially designed for herself. But the problem is... where if... she can do... So she started working this gig... Okay, at the strip club. Basically, as a, a place to workshop. 
But it's become, over the course of these six episodes, not a place for her to workshop anymore to the extent that she goes to Joel's club and to workshop. Yeah. And now this is her prime venue, the strip club. So it started off as practice. Now that's her show. And so she has to find other places to workshop new bits. Mm. I just, I guess my fear is that if we end season four with Carnegie Hall, is that it for the show? I don't know. I have is no the idea show going to be there's over? going to be a season five. And I'd be sad because I'm enjoying this show and I want to see more of the show. Well, you know, not everything can last forever. These people have lives. They want to go do other things with their life. Uh, I think five seasons is a nice round number. It is. You know? But I'm not at the point of season four for it to be done. There's so many... Well, there, yeah, there's a lot of threads. ...that need to be finished, personally, for me. So I'm hoping that's not the end. I'm hoping that's, like, the taste of this is where we're trying to go and this is where we hope to end, and that would be great. Wouldn't it be? I really hope so. Okay. Uh, Amazon Studios announced February 17th that Prime Video had greenlit the series for a fifth and final season. So It'll be nice. It'll be nice. These people can't do this forever, Shannon. So the hope is that we actually end season four on a good note. Maybe. Maybe we'll start to see an upswing I hope. of her life and circumstance, but... I just have a feeling it's all going to end with her and Joel getting back together. You don't know. And him being like a stay-at-home dad. You don't know. Or something. I don't know. But they do have them, you know, they're offering both of them success apart from each other, so that might not be the case. Maybe they're... Very true. Oh. Well, it's a good show. I can't recommend it enough. If you don't watch this show, it's probably because it's just not your style, right? If, if this was Could your style, be. you would have already known about it, and you'd already be on it. Um, if you enjoyed the Gilmore Girls as much as we did, then I would definitely suggest you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. It is fantastic. It is. It's It's got all the right things. It's funny. It's got the drama. It makes, it's got heartfelt moments. It's yeah. superior acting. It's really good. I love it. Yeah. And it's got a lot of um, specific time period things that are fun yeah. to watch. And I believe the show has a lot of Jewish people in it. And you can see a lot of that in the sets. Because I was curious about some things. Like there's something on the door. And I was like, what is that? So I looked that up. And it's just stuff I'm not familiar with. But So it taught me a little bit. So yeah. I highly recommend it. That's for sure. Okay. As for like other stuff we watched this week. Let's just get it out real quick. I started In From the Cold. Oh, you did? On Netflix. It's the wildest fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. To me, I couldn't, at the point of which I was watching it, say, hey, you should watch this, and I recommend it. So you finished it. Am I? Should I keep going? It depends on how you feel about it. What do you mean? Because... That's not a recommendation. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like one of those things you watch because it's no, on. No. So it's not good. <laughs> it's It's okay. It really is just okay. They have... I wish they would have taken the supernatural thing out of it, which there's no answer for that. And if they would have answered what that was, and I think they're hinting to it, but they not, they did not answer it in this season. Oh, well, I kind of want to see it then, I guess. So it continues, and then it leaves you at this point 
with what the f is is happening so okay. it does kind of leave you on a good cliffhanger. Well, okay. If I were to, if you, they were to say, "In from the Cold" season two premieres next week, are you watching it? Yes. So then, yes, you should recommend the show, <laughs> dummy. Okay, I recommend this show. Okay. So I, I'm one episode deep. It's pretty wild. It's the first episode is quite slow. Yes. But holy crap! Did that last forty five seconds of the episode ramp up? Rum, 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 like. They're all like that. They end and you're like, okay, I'll keep watching. Not not like that. It's 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 so far like everything you'd expect from a show like this. Boom, boom, beat for beat for beat. Then all of a sudden it takes a wild right turn. There is supernatural shit going on here. And you're like, I did not see this coming. Yep. And I wouldn't have seen it coming at all had I not known that it existed because you told me. Right. Which. I feel bad. It's okay. But it gets interesting the farther you go. Which some you can kind of see happening, and some you're like, uh, and it takes some twist, and there's a, a moment that you're... Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'm going to leave that alone. I feel you, dog. But I finished it. It was a short season. There's not that many yeah, episodes. Yeah, there's not that many episodes. I think it's like seven, six. It's, it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Um, Did I ever talk about finishing The Good Place? I don't think you have. Oh, I, finished, I still haven't. I finished The Good Place. It is so emotionally resonant that I can't believe it's a comedy. Is this something everybody should watch? It is something anybody who enjoys well-made television should watch. It It is at its heart a comedy, and it is light, and it is funny, but it is delving into concepts that are so deep and so profound that... It's punching above its weight class. Hmm. Well above its weight class. I mean, it is a drama, a hard, hard drama disguised as a comedy. And there is just no... It's like no nonsense. Hmm. I really enjoyed the first few episodes I remember watching. And I remember... We watched season one together, the whole thing. And I can only remember, like, the first few episodes. And I remember when I did watch it, I would always say, what, the forking all the time? Yeah, yeah, Of course, that... Son of a bench. That's the only thing that I can really recall, other than the fact that she accidentally went to heaven when she was such a bad person. But that's all I can remember. But it must be something that I'll have to go back and rewatch. Well, you get a, you get a, a finale. You get finality you get an end that's unprecedented with tv Which, it seems in a lot of ways it's it's the same kind of ending lost gave us except it's it's handled better because lost was all about mystery upon mystery upon mystery and finding out what the the roots to all these mysteries were and we never got those answers um the writers always said it was always about the characters when i watched that show i i was never focused on the mystery I was only focused on the character development. Now, all the people who watched it that way probably were satisfied with the ending of Lost. This show has no distractor. It's about what it says it's about. And so when you get to that finality, you're not searching for meaning in other places. You are devastated, mm. yet elated at what happens. Okay. Well, I'll have to pick that back up. I have nothing I'm watching right now, so maybe I'll watch that for sure. It's like, what else do I have to do? 
How many seasons? Four. Oh. I believe. Okay. It's really not a hard watch at all. Okay. Um, I'm really trying not to cry thinking about it. <laughs> well, I was thinking I really, I've been listening to the podcast Supernatural now and then, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to watch the episodes as I've been listening to the podcast because it's cute to see what they don't see when you've watched a series so many times, which we watched Supernatural when we first got married and it was that show that was our thing. We just watched it every week. Kind of yep. like Gilmore Girls. Our marriage is actually older than that show. It is. And I've seen Supernatural, I don't know how many times. So I've been watching that. I can put that on the back burner. But I also decided, I just randomly watched some Gilmore Girls the other day. Just be, to have that knowledge and think back. Some really great shows. Yeah, I mean, and we're still watching Fringe off and on, and Fringe is yes. fucking dope as shit. I, I, there's no other way to say it. Of it's, course. That's it one is of a much maligned show. It, it didn't get its due when it was on, and it, it's fucking amazing. Like, okay. I don't... <laughs> so go back and rewatch that. Yeah, go watch Fringe, guys. Awesome. I just watched a movie on Hulu called No Exit. Um, don't, don't bother. It sucks. <laughs> it was like a Hulu original um, movie. Yeah, it's kind of like... A woman in a snowstorm is trapped at a rest stop with four strangers, and one of them's evil, sort of thing. Oh. It's not good. But I did watch a really good show. Oh, The Tourist? The Tourist on HBO Max with Jamie Dornan and many other people, and it is good. (laughs) I really liked it. So what genre is this? It's kind of who done it, right? It's uh, Jamie Dornan is a guy. You see him at the very beginning. He's in a car. Someone's chasing him in a big rig. Ooh. <laughs> um, he thinks he gets away. All of a sudden, he gets side swiped and flipped over. And next thing you know, he's in a hospital with complete amnesia. He remembers nothing. Ah. Oh. Um, there's a colorful cast of characters, all doing, you know, playing their. Uh, their niche bit mm-hmm. parts and it's quite compelling and i really enjoyed it like i really enjoyed it i watched it just in a couple days it's six episodes it's not it's not a slog it's really good okay the tourist on hbo max is that all you ended up watching yeah that's pretty much it um you watch something but we're not going to talk about that till next week so oh i watched other things though okay what else do you watch so the things I've watched, I had to go back and watch the extended edition of Return of the King because I noticed I only <laughs> watched the regular version and it bothers me not to finish things, which I didn't miss very much. Those extra hour, it seemed, that movie right. had. But I did it anyways, just to check that box. But I also watched this week what popped up on Netflix was Just Like Heaven with oh, Reese yeah. Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. Cute movie. It still made me tear and gives you the butterflies in your belly in one of those happy movies. And it's not long Mm-mm. at all. So It's rom-com fair. It is. And a ghost became real. Shannon so, loved it! Of course. It's my favorite kind of movie. It's her favorite kind of movie. Now, that you, now you've seen two of these movies. Two. Mm-hmm. I also have been trying to listen to more podcasts. 
try and get back into the podcast world. It's kind of nice being alone in your car. You can actually listen to things. Right. So well, you could have the whole time. You just have to ignore people, which you're not willing to do. You're not. It's not my thing. I'm cool with it. <laughs> so I listened to the podcast Films to be Buried with. Um, with Roy Kent. I'm liking that, but it's you got to have a taste for who's on to kind of listen to it. And I'm only attracted to the ones that I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And I don't know a lot of people I'm finding out. So it kind of got pushed to the wayside, of course. And then I tried to listen to Trevor. Excuse me. Trevor talks too much. Trevor talks too much. But now they're talking about Pokemon and gamer slang and Pokemon. I I listened like two minutes of it and turned it off. I'm sorry, Trevor. I'm just not into games and gaming things. So I actually jumped over to Hot Dog is the Sandwich and listened to the Mythical Kitchen. And Josh and Nicole. Yes, Josh and Nicole, and I listened to them talk about Taco Bell, which I suffered Taco Bell today, and my insides hate me for it, but thank you, Josh and Nicole. And then I tried listening to a podcast called Smartless with Will Arnett, Steve, I'm sorry, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman, and it's interesting. They just kind of shoot the shit, or stuff. They're just like talking. They have a special guest on and they're talking with him. But I'm enjoying just hearing them talk about real life things. Like things how they got in trouble. But I haven't finished that one. So I'm probably going to finish it and tell you how that one goes. So that one was called Smartless. (sighs) Yeah? Yeah. That's about it. Oh, and I watched Troy. Trying to fall asleep the other Troy night. Troy with Brad Pitt? Yes. And uh, oh, was it because I mentioned Eric Bana and that he was in Troy? Yep. <laughs> you mentioned it, and so I'm like, ah. He's Troy. so good in that movie, though, Eric Bana? He is. He's and that's all I'm good. watching for. And uh, it makes me miss those kind of movies because we don't have those m- historical movies anymore. You know how there was phases in Hollywood where they all did the same kind of movie? Right. We don't have that anymore. Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, the historical good movies. You're adding broad generalizations to stuff. Okay. Yes, yes, there is. Recently? Like historical movies? Depends on what you mean historical. Like... Uh, anything that has to do with the past? Because, like, there's an Oscar-nominated movie made by Netflix. What's it called? Like, The Hair of the Dog or some bullshit? That's... Huh? Yeah. You lie. Benedict Cumberbatch? You lie. I don't lie. That can't be true. They make historical movies all the time. You're just a fucking weirdo. I guess I don't look for them anymore. I just fall into them. The last one I watched was what Nolan made. It was the boring movie I've ever seen. And I'd rather watch... Oh, you're talking... Band of Brothers again. The movie I don't like. I love that. Yeah, I didn't like that movie. A lot of people did, though, so, uh, you know, hopefully they, they love it. The I'd rather watch go? Castaway. It just, it was so... Power of the Dog, the movie's called. Power old, of... Old West movie. Wait, didn't we watch that? No, we didn't. We watched a different Western. Yeah. That was historical. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Dumbass. I'm dumb. Yep. I but that's you. all I have for you this week. Yeah, so pretty light week, guys. We're going to 
Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Everything really wrapped up nicely. Thanks, Homer. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So I'm curious what everyone else is watching. Yeah. What have you guys been Hit watching? Let us know. Uh, I'll make a post pretty soon at Movie Dummies on Instagram. Yeah, comment. Tell us at what you're Movie watching. Dummies podcast. Tell us what you're watching. Because I want to see what you're seeing. Yeah. I want to see what you're seeing. <laughs> well, so normal guess, people talk. Yeah. Uh, I just mean like, if it's historically good, tell me and I'll watch it. If it's historically good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Exactly. I think we might be tired. And if it doesn't have tits, that's even better. Yeah, we've had our fill of tits lately. So find us at Movie Dummies Podcast on Instagram. Hit us up there and we will take your recommendations to heart, guys. We would really, really do. But that's it for this week. I know it's lame, just me and Shannon, but uh, Thanks. Maybe, we could, maybe we could do more of these. If uh, I'm lame. I'm lame. I'm lame. We're lame? No. We're boring old married couple. Uh, but maybe we'll do more of these because I like just talking to you. Is it weird? <laughs> I talk to you all damn day and I just like talking to you more. Is that weird? Thanks. Uh-huh. I love it. That's why I'm still awesome. married to you and that's why our marriage is so good. So uh, we will see you guys next week. As always, <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. And cheese bag bye. No, Fanny. Fanny Fucking goodbye. Cock-ass! Well, thanks, Jack Black. That fits perfectly.